Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I have rewritten Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Oh, you have? Take all the fun from the ball game. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Bob Costas, this is not what baseball should be, Bob. I think there's universal agreement that we don't want pitchers dropping trowel in full view of everybody. Earlier on the show, actor and comedian Eliza Schlesinger. Coming up, baseball Hall of Famer John. John Smoltz, plus surprise mystery guests and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Baseball Hall of Famer John Smoltz will be joining us in 20 minutes' time to give voices to what we're seeing in Major League Baseball uh, with pitchers being checked for gunk. Uh, is one way to put it. I mean, seriously, I don't know what to call it. I know, I know. Um, And we've already had a Baseball Hall of Famer on the show, Reggie Jackson being one of the two mystery guests that called into the show uh, to wish me a happy birthday today. It's my 52nd birthday day uh, today. And um, uh, uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer Michael Irvin, first hour. And second hour, Reginald Martinez-Jackson. And our final mystery guest is on the phone right now. Is that correct, Chris Brockman? Correct, correct. And do we just do I just get right into it just like the last I one? I think you should just say hello. Oh my god. <laughs> Brockman. Uh hello, mystery guest number three. Yeah, uh Rich, on the momentous occasion of your birthday, I'm calling in to say happy birthday and hope you are having oh. a great one. And remember fifty two is the new 51. <laughs> <laughs> Marv Albert, oh my gosh. This is um this is amazing. I'm all I I don't know what to say. Thank you, my god. You've had you hey, you've had some lineup, I must say. <laughs> well, you know, it's my to use your phrase, my crack staff, Marv. <laughs> My, it's my crack staff. They've a, yeah, they've done a fine job. They've hustled their way through. Very what? nice. Oh, How my are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so much better for talking to you, Marv. Um, wow. I don't even know uh, how to begin other than to say um, what's – what what's going on in your world, Marv? <laughs> what's going on with you these well, days? Well, there's this basketball series between Atlanta and Milwaukee. I'm currently in Milwaukee. <laughs> yes. After uh, Trey Young put on a uh, momentous show last night, it was incredible. Uh, and uh, that that's about it. <laughs> Winding down. <laughs> and. Um... So let's get into before you um, what you saw last night. Uh, how many players in your illustrious career have you seen shimmy 
prior to hoisting uh, an open shot and jarring it to quiet the crowd. How many times have well, you seen uh, that one, Marv? Rich, appropriately enough, uh, I'm doing the Eastern Conference Final with Reggie Miller, mm. and I think I've seen Reggie do everything <laughs> that uh, Trey Young has pulled off. He did the bow, Reggie did, Yes, you know, when he was with the Pacers, did it in Chicago, and uh, at the Garden last week, I thought that was a, that was a great moment. He said, it's what they do on Broadway. Uh, according to Trey Young, when you finish up the show, yes, and he certainly did that against uh, against the Knicks. But now there haven't been too many. Uh, you know, Pistol Pete Maravich may have done a few things in his day, but there have not been uh, this type of personality. And you know, he's a nice kid, and he handles himself so, so, so well, particularly on post game interviews. But what a, what an offensive player! You know, always finds space. Puts up 48 points last night against Milwaukee. And I think he accounted for uh, 72 of the points between assists uh, and points for the uh, for the Hawks. That was a big surprise uh, that they took game one. They, they've really been a uh, fun team to watch. It's kind of a Cinderella story developing. And Nate McMillan, the coach, has done a great job, you know, since taking over. He's like 36 and 15 now. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's. Uh, it's been a, a, certainly a, a different type of playoff run uh, f- for the NBA in a long time. Well, obviously, because LeBron, um, you know, he, he uh, got bounced in the first round. Um, right. Uh, Steph Curry didn't make it out of the State Farm play-in tournament, um, if I say it correctly. And, <laughs> and it's good that you give, a, you give the sponsor plug. I well, like you know, Marv, I'm just trying to, you know, there may be an I in Rich and Eisen, but I am a team player when it comes to the association. And, um, you know, put it all together, and this is, I mean, is this the most wide-open playoffs that you we've witnessed in quite some yeah. time, Marv? I, I, I believe so. I, I, I would agree with, with that because, yeah, you have Phoenix, uh, a team that looked very strong and seemed to come out of nowhere in the bubble, and they continue right through the regular season. Uh, the Clippers, you know, coming back from 2-0 twice, uh, and now we'll have to do it again. Uh, and then Atlanta to me has been a major surprise. Milwaukee, not so much. I don't, I don't think they're a surprise. I mean, you had the uh, Nets in Philadelphia in front of them, but injuries, as you indicated, played a major, a, a big role in what is, what has taken place with some of the other uh, teams. But even the Hawks too have some uh, injured players. DeAndre Hunter is a very important guy in terms of. Uh, at the defensive end, and uh, the Bucks are in actually pretty good shape. They lost Dante uh, DiVincenzo, who was an important player. But uh, these two teams uh, are, I mean, who knows what's going to happen now. I mean, the Milwaukee has the home court advantage, but anything could happen in this series. Marv Albert here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, Marv, uh, I, I was just wondering this. I'll ask you, uh, and I know you've, you've spoken about it. Why? Why now? retiring why why now for you well yeah i i just felt uh for several years that 55 years of doing nba basketball would do it and i found that the pandemic although it was terrible to see you know what happened throughout the country throughout the world in terms of people getting sick people dying obviously but uh my family and I, we, we were fortunate uh, in New York where it actually is pretty good right now. 
And uh, I found the pandemic was like a rehearsal for retirement. I, I enjoy reading. I, I became uh, Mr. TV binger. I haven't had that opportunity probably ever. Uh, you know, working out, spending time uh, with, uh, with my family, all that good stuff. And uh, I kind of enjoyed it. And I think uh, when I when you hit eighty, you got to start thinking about stuff like that. And you know, we certainly will take some some trips. Uh, and we have a place in Florida, so we'll be down there. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm sure that when late October, early November rolls around, there will be aspects of it that I miss. I love the preparation for the games. I love being around. Uh, uh, particularly the, the production people, the, the coaches who you get to know extremely well because they give uh, quite a bit of their time, uh, you know, to the broadcasters. And, you know, the, just being around the whole scene is is fun. I know I'll miss that part of it. Uh, there are some people I may not miss, uh, former color commentators like the czar, Mike Fratello, you know, calls every day. It's very annoying. <laughs> oh but, man! Uh, you know, like last night, he he's somewhere in Florida, and he uh, he knows I have a game, but he invites me to dinner at the restaurant. <laughs> That's, That's he's the kind that of people t- I'm dealing with. Steve Kerr too had a great sense of humor. We had a lot of fun. We worked together for about right. eight years, and uh, he's he's a bit off the charts too, in a good way. Uh, with uh, his comedic abilities, <laughs> so uh, you, you know you miss that kind of stuff. But I'm sure I'll be talking to all these people anyway. Sure, just not not at games. So all. I am mandated to ask you, Marv Albert. What what does Marv Albert binge watch? What television shows <laughs> are you binge watching, Marv? What do you got? You know, I think I saw everything because people keep telling me about new shows, and uh, I mean from Ozark, Justified. It was a great. Uh, Israeli show Fauda. I ended up watching a lot of French and, and English shows with subtitles, of course. There's, a, there's one called Call My Agent that, Rich, I would recommend to you. Very good. <laughs> well, did, did Frederick Weiss suggest that one, Marv? That French no, no. Uh, yes, that was, the, uh, that was a French show. Yeah, that was very funny. Uh, Better Call Saul, I enjoyed. Okay. Uh, I mean, it goes on on recent ones, uh, Mara of Eastwood. Uh, okay. What else? Uh, another one I'd highly recommend, Godfather of Harlem with Forrest. Yes, uh, on epics, yeah, Forrest yeah, Whitaker. Yeah. Okay, very good. Forrest Whitaker, right, yeah. yeah right. I mean, there are so many good ones on right now. These... I like uh, Ted Lasso. Yeah. Ted Lasso yeah. is funny, Marv. That is a very f- funny. Is- Sorry, Justin Sudeikis is terrific. See, yeah, is, very you, funny. You could do some TV critic work as well if you want to just keep your toe um, yeah, in the water here. Exactly. That's exactly my, my field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Marv Albert here on the Rich Eisen Show um, in between games one and two of the Eastern Conference Finals. What was it like for you to get that standing ovation in Brooklyn, Marv, with the New York fans? To uh, I was so surprised. I mean, it was uh, you know so nice that they did that, uh, I, I, you know, I, to get up and wave to the crowd is something I've never done. I said uh, at the time, Grant Hill was working with me in that series, and I said, this is embarrassing. You know, you, hmm. you stand up and you wave, and people were so gracious. Uh, it, it really uh, touched me, you know. Uh, I've never had that. You know, you see players getting those 
type of uh, responses and ovations, but uh, it, it was really nice because they put stuff up on the board, and Grant is saying, watch watch the board up above, and I had no idea what he's talking about, you know. So, uh, yeah, it was a, a very nice gesture. Well, it was. It's a, it's a necessary gesture, Marv. I know you're being humble, but it is a necessary gesture. Um in New York City, um, you were the voice of so many seminal basketball and hockey moments, I might add. Um, and for you to get a, a moment in New York City was necessary. I truly believe that. And I'm glad well, that the Nets were the ones to at least step up and do it, Mark. Well, thank you, Rich. But, yeah, as I said, it was it was really extremely nice. Uh, my Two pugs give me a standing ovation when I walk through the door. Okay, uh, Madison and Trixie, you know. So <laughs> that, I would think that I, I would they're not sleep. You know, they're professional sleepers, actually. But, okay, Mad- uh, Madison and Trixie. I, I would go. I, yeah. I've, you know, what about Kiki and Vandaway? That didn't. That didn't <laughs> ever came across. Or, or Coco? No, that's. Uh, okay. Yeah, that, actually, that's a. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. If Kiki Oh, Marv. Appreciated that, but yeah. So what 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 would you say is your you know as your um, in your final what I hope six games uh, calling NBA um, your 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 favorite NBA moment? What would that be that you were at a mic for that you'll remember that you would want people to you know um, that might somebody might remember Marv for you? Well, there are two moments because one was just watching. Uh, when we did the, the Dream Team in 92 uh, in Barcelona, and when they played in the Tournament of Americas, which is the qualifying round, took place in Portland, when this group walked out on the floor, I mean, I, they're the greatest group of athletes in the history of, of team sports. I, I, I got the chills when I saw them walk out. I mean, it, it was even though they you know just swept through all the uh, – Basically, the entire tournament, they had one close game with Croatia, but that was, wasn't was even, you know, you knew what the final score was going to be. So that was a different kind of moment. You're looking at Jordan and Bird and Magic and Malone, Ewing, Barkley, you know, the whole group, Chris Mullen. Uh, I, I, I've never seen a team like that. Even any all-star team did compare to that over the years. But in terms of a moment, also, it, it, there, were, there were two of them, uh, in, in terms of uh, actually playing moments, back to uh, 1970, when some of our older generation fans mm. may recall when Willis Reed was not supposed to play in the 1970 seventh game finals against the Lakers, and at the last moment walked onto the Garden Court and then hit two uh, jump shots, played maybe 22 minutes, and uh, the Knicks were inspired to beat the Lakers. That was the loudest crowd I have ever heard when he walked out from right under our uh, broadcast booth. And the other was Michael Jordan in the flu game in Utah. The performance that he put on. And then as he went back on timeouts to the huddle at the bench with teammates like Scottie Pippen and uh, and uh, Bill Cartwright, you know, helping him back to the bench. And he looked like he was, he looked like he was going to faint. And he'd sit on the bench, he'd, you know, recover go back out and continue to play uh, Jordan-style basketball. It, it, it was unbelievable to see that kind of emotion. And what so a, I put those two up top. And what about the NFL 
um, Marv, you calling games for NBC Sports on television and then Super Bowls on Westwood One. What about the NFL for you? The most significant, there were also, uh, there were, I would say, the David Tyree catch against the Patriots when he held it against his helmet. (laughs) The miraculous catch with Eli Manning throwing the pass. That, that uh, That was probably most significant. Uh, as one who followed the Giants for, you know, you lose your, uh, you, you have to be objective. You, you lose your fan, uh, I would say, uh, you, you're no longer a fan when you're doing these things. But uh, that really struck me. That was, uh, that was incredible. So uh, and with, with hockey, it was the uh, Rangers finally winning the Stanley Cup in 1994. Uh, that I thought would never happen. Mm. (laughs) And they did. They beat Vancouver in game seven at the Garden. Well, Marv, this means the world that you would call me before your uh, final games and uh, on a birthday. And I've I've embarrassed you this way before. And I don't, uh, you know, and I I know you're, you you, you probably expected, you know, me to maybe put you in this position because I I don't care because I'll do it. I do. (laughs) I I, honestly, I I do what I do for a living uh, because of you. And uh, growing up in Staten Island, New York, um, and watching you on WNBC and listening to you call Knicks and Rangers games, it, it, it made me want to do the job. It made me want to do this. You were the voice of so many great sports moments for me, and I just wanted to do this. And the fact that I have an opportunity to tell you this in front of anybody who will listen or see it, it means the world to me. It really does. You and and I I know I'm not the only one who's in this business because of you. And um I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you so much. That's, for real. That, that's so nice. Yeah, I'm very kind. I, I really appreciate that. And I I wish you continued success. It's so it's wonderful to see how what you have achieved and uh you know even even in my retirement, if you're looking for a guest, I'm here. Uh, well, I will oh. I will take you up on that, Marv. And okay. um, and this is strange, but as the ultimate thank you, um, I will suggest if you haven't seen Shit's Creek yet, you should you should see it. It's <laughs> yeah, a terrific. I keep, yeah. Well, I'm a great fan of Chris Elliott from uh, yes from the Letterman days uh, with Letterman and Chris. Uh, I, I was. I thought was terrific from starting out as the man under the seats. I don't know if you recall. Of that. course. In the NBC days, right <laughs> to his impressions. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to eventually get to that over the summer. You will yeah, I, I, everybody says the same thing it, that you're mentioning. It is terrific and he's great in it. And Marv, you are the, the greatest. Um, have an, uh, an enjoyable time calling uh, the rest of these Eastern Conference finals. Uh, best Thank to you. Heather. And may you uh, get everything you want out of retirement. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks. You bet. You're the best. That's Marv Albert. Oh, my God. He just called. <laughs> Knew that on one would get you. I mean, come on. <laughs> I, yeah. I, you know, I'm never. I, Knew that one would get you. I, I, I'm very fortunate to do what I do for a living and very fortunate to have done it for as long as I have because, you know, NFL Network put out a very nice birthday wish today. And, um, you know, it, it's me and my first um I think my first PR shoot as the uh, host of NFL Network. Looks like it. I, yeah, I, looks I like look it. like a child. <laughs> well, you All look right? like and Zach so, Wilson. No, no, but I am not going <laughs> to. No, I don't. <laughs> the problem is I don't look like Zach Wilson. He's a okay? I've never looked like Zach Wilson. 
It's graduation Ever. week. <laughs> I will never look like, like Zach Wilson. <laughs> but I do have a baby face at age 33. All right. But but I'm never going to sit here and I'm, I'm never going to be jaded. I will never be jaded. Ever. That is one of the coolest things of all time. As I told Reggie Jackson today, my God, like if, uh, if you told me at age seven, age eight, Marv. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, now I'm going to act too cool for school when John Smoltz calls it. Okay. <laughs> Let's take a break and chat with the uh, Baseball Hall of Famer about everything going on in baseball. And uh, there is news apparently afoot on the Ben Simmons front that we'll Uh-oh. hit before we get out of Dodge here on this busy Thursday edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. And I should know, they kept my car on the road, and they do it with a smile on their face. They offer friendly service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. And that comes in so welcome when your car needs to be put back together, and they do it with a smile so you know you're being taken care of. They got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. And guess what? You should not miss Power Torque Tools DIY days at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Power Torque hand tools come in with a lifetime guarantee. And right now, you can save big on Power Torque hand tools, power tools, jacks, and more. Get great deals on a wide range of Power Torque jacks and jack stands, including two-ton jack stands and up to three-and-a-half-ton floor jacks. Let the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts help you find the right power torque tools for your next DIY project. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Tell everybody, Jack, who your godfather is. Who's your godfather? Uh, Ron Shelton, who is the writer of Bull Durham. Maybe. The movie that made me exist. <laughs> so, uh, I'm here because of that film. So why not have him as the godfather of your child? Absolutely. Yeah. Cosmic All-Star. What yeah. is it like to have Ron Shelton as a godfather? I mean, as I got older and realized all the movies he had written and directed, yes. it really, I mean, as I did what he does, right. it really became more of a resource. We get lunch a lot now, and I really like the guy. He's amazing. He's okay. Great, he's How great. are you introduced him to Bull Durham? How was that introduced to you? Uh, well, I, I went to audition for Ron. I did really well, and then... The agent says, you did really well, but you got to go throw. And so I, I'm, I, I, then I went out and met Kevin and, and pitched uh, through threw the ball around with him. So, okay. So Ron wanted to make sure that, you know, people could throw. Yeah. And I played third base, never had pitched before. So I had to learn all those mechanics. And then I, on top of that, I wanted to do a kind of Fernando Valenzuela thing. You know, rolling the eyes and looking <laughs> back and, <laughs> You know, that breathe through the right eyelids. Right. Which, which Ron was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because you got to breathe through your eyelids. Yeah, you got to yeah, yeah. Pretty much. So so the the catch that you had to conduct in order to get the gig was with Kevin Costner? Yes. Where? Do you remember? Uh, out at uh, Warner Brothers Studios out in the Valley. 
And out just right on out, the lot? Outside, like in this, yeah, outside of bungalow. Yeah, yeah, outside of bungalow there. Yeah. So people are driving their golf carts around you while you're trying to have yeah. a catch with Kevin Costner? Yeah, and, and, you know, and I was like, okay, no, don't break any windows. That's right. Because <laughs> yeah. you are Nuke Lelouch. You're supposed to throw it in any direction right there. <laughs> you know, he was written as a lefty. Right. And Ron decided that, you know, he... He wanted me, so it mm. turned into a, a right, right hand. Oh. That kind of ruined the movie, though. <laughs> if only he was a lefty, you, that you would be, have been really taken us to the next level. Be careful what you wish for, because you might not exist. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you think about it, you boil it all down. Yeah. Pretty I mean, I'm much. glad you got the part. I'm glad you memorized your lines that day. Yeah. Thanks, Ouch. Yeah. Wow. That was no, a fast. That was a nuke Lelouch fastball high and tight right there. Yeah. I know. Yep. Pretty much. No. Rush back touch. Uh, Do you have a question uh, for this man? Like, that's your movie, man. Yeah, like, I oh, guess sweet. for me, you know, the lines of Bull Durham. Do you have a favorite line that you remember? Rose goes in the front, big guy. <laughs> and I still have those, uh, you know, garter belt. Do you have the, where? Where's the garter belt? It's in storage somewhere. I'm going to bring it out for a big auction someday. Would you do? I mean, I mean we'll we'll help you. We'll help you auction. I have my out. jersey too. Still, you get your jersey. And one of my jerseys is in the Hall of Fame in, in Cooperstown. That is so damn cool, man. Yeah, I mean, come on, Cooperstown. What mm -hmm. a dream. That was that was awesome. Cooperstown, a dream indeed. That was a fun interview from back in the day. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show on our radio uh, network, along with Peacock, Baseball Hall of Famer from Fox Sports and an Emmy Award winner. Congratulations on that, John Smoltz. Well, thank you very much, and I want to say a happy birthday to you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate uh, that, John. Thank you. Are you... Um... Are you north of the Champions Tour? I, <laughs> um, well, I'll answer it this way. Uh, I'm just a couple weeks uh, apart from your uh, your booth mate on Fox. Joe Buck Got and I aren't okay. too far apart. So okay. does that answer your question? Yeah, that does. <laughs> I have my AARP card, if that makes any <laughs> So, yes, I am. I am north of the Champions line. Is that like the Mendoza line of life, pretty much? You know, that, that was the... Uh... <laughs> You know, short of my big league career, wanted to pitch as long as I could. My next goal was literally to turn 50 so I could at least find out if I could play on the Champions Tour, right? That was the next goal. Got a chance, qualified, haven't been, you know, really good lately. But, yeah, 50 was huge for me. So uh, hopefully it's, you know, going to be huge for you. Too. Well, I appreciate that, John. Greatly appreciate that. Um, let's get into what's going on in, in baseball. What do you make of the... Uh, I guess MLB TSA checkpoints being set up for, for pitchers these days. Yeah, you know, um, a lot of things that happen in the game. I, I can only go back to when I was playing and there were some abrupt changes that we had to deal with. And, you know, at first you're like, ah, this is this a little bit much, but then it goes away and you're used to it. And I think the same will be said here. I mean, the optics, of course, are a lot different than anything we've ever seen, but there's layers to it that people forget that's kind of led up to this, right? Three years ago, so much talk about the baseball. Pitchers were complaining about how slick it was, and they were getting blisters. And, of course, we were seeing balls come out of the park at an unbelievable rate and going farther than we've ever seen before. So that being the backdrop, you know, time went on, and certain things developed. Technology and science, obviously, is, is where it is. And through technology, you could then get your – kind of visible look at what spin rate we never talked about spin rate ever until recently in technology so that has been kind of unearthed you know some some scenarios that when you look at the game today 
people talk about what? Lowest batting average ever, most strikeouts. You know, they talk about things that we typically have seen an increase over time. So long-winded answer, pitchers got to a point where to grip a baseball, throw a baseball, and know where it's going, this kind of evolved. Now, in spring training, there was a warning issued that this was coming. Now, whether or not anybody believed it was coming or not, that's why we're where we're at now. I think in two weeks it will be a non-issue. I think during this period you'll see the evidence of two things, confidence more for the hitters and uh, a lesser rate of strikeouts and certainly more often. So, you know, is it the perfect scenario? Probably not, but it's something that everyone, at least at this time of the year, should not have to deal with that kind of stuff when you're talking about the summer, you know, the grip and, and the heat and, and the sweat and, 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 and the rosin that's available for you. So, but I mean, it's, but it the, has been a rule for a long time. Exactly. Too. It has been, it's been there for a long time, John. And, and it's just, um, but, but it got out of hand. I think everyone can agree yeah. on that. You even hear Garrett Cole and Scherzer say, yeah, let's get spider tack out of the game. And you're hearing about clubhouse, Guys who put together like Coca-Cola and this concoction and that concoction, making their own special concoctions, and it got out of hand. And it was so obvious, too, uh, that everyone could see it. And it was so blatant that something had to be done like this. But my problem is now it took all of two days for Girardi, who's a catcher, to call out Scherzer and have him checked in the middle of an inning for because he's going to his his head. And, you know, anybody knows that, you know, the – that Scherzer, who's in the Players Association, would be insane after being checked to do something with his hair, and in that he still does need something to go moisture with the rosin. Like everyone right. knows that, and so like, what are we doing? You know, like it, it's it's kind of out of control in that regard. John. Yeah, I think that's going to be more isolated. And honestly, you know, not having followed that situation or that game at that moment, right? You know, there's probably a little bit of gamesmanship to try to throw off one of the best pitchers in the game. It didn't work if that was one of the side effects of it. But, um, you know, when I think about how this thing has uh, developed and, and, wh- and where we are with, with, like I said, some of the numbers, um, pitchers are not going to forget how to throw. Um, pitchers are not going to forget how to spin a baseball. Will it be at the kind of technology rate that we're seeing? Probably not. But, you know, at the same time, hitters were not throwing a beef about the highest velocity ever in the game, making sure that they're not getting hit a lot. Right. But consequently, the hit batsman rate went way up, even though we had this kind of substance. So, um, look, I, 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 I'm going to lean towards the pitchers three years ago. I haven't held a baseball in nine years, thankfully, because when I do, my shoulder hurts. <laughs> I don't want my shoulder to hurt. And so I got to trust that they felt three years ago the ball was definitely different than it is today. And I was, you know, I, I remember the last game I pitched in regular season for the St. Louis Cardinals in Cincinnati. The ball was as slick. There was, wasn't rubbed up. I had no chance of being executing pitches. I kept telling the umpire, look, this is someone's, I don't want to hit anybody. I can't feel the baseball. I, threw, I think I threw about 25 baseballs back in the course of my eventual grand slam and seven runs that I gave up. You know, we protested the game. Nothing came of it. I bring all that up because when that feeling happens to a pitcher, you're, you're useless. There's nothing you can do. And so, um, you know, to the degree of where we are today, everyone would agree it's been way too much technology and science taking it over the top. And that's why I think this won't be much 
Hmm. I do about nothing once we get past this kind of, I guess you would say, interesting optics uh, for the first week. John Smoltz here on the Rich Eisen Show. Is there a substance that can be talked about, pitchers, management, um, get it all together, and that that's put on the mound here, and that this is something that is just a an approved concoction that allows hitters to feel like they're not going to get hit and pitchers feel like they can get a grip on the ball. I mean, and that fans can sit here and and think that, that, that like when I'm watching Aroldis Chapman have trouble finding the strike zone last night and him just going, getting so angry and upset. And I'm sitting there thinking, is he angry and upset at himself or is he angry and upset about the fact that he doesn't have any, any sort of feel on the baseball and he's angry at the situation. You know what I mean? I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Because you know, not everybody has the same, uh, ability to sweat like I, I i played with guys who sweat so much and it was cold and then there's guys who's you know like for me i had the, the driest hands in the world and when it was warm it was awesome but when it was cold in chicago it was terrible i i i had some of my worst games so i hope we can get to that point look i know we don't want to do copycat kind of stuff in the game we want our game to be innovative and all that but you know i've always said the ball in japan comes out of the package with some tacky and it's there, there's no need you know they have a different ball than we do uh, forever the umpires used to rub up the baseballs and there was kind of no issues back then now it's subject to the home club and the umpires don't rub up the baseball and you got all those things and all those scenarios i i think people don't understand though how difficult it would be if you ask batters hitters to go up to the plate with no 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 gloves mm. and no pine tar i mean yeah, it's a bat, and you're holding on to it, and you should be able to hit, but the feel's not there, and it would, there would be no way they could hit at, a, at the rate when they have gloves and pine tar, which is okay for hitters. So your point's well taken, and hopefully there's that ability to, to not get this technica, technical, scientific super edge. Nobody wants to be there. No one wants to have that edge realistically and morally to where it's such an unfair advantage. Um, and, and I think the numbers kind of indicated where the game was going offensively. And, you know, to this point, you could say, hey, at least there's some light at the end of the tunnel of, of a little better balance. Because God knows we don't want to move the bat, mound back two feet. That would oh. be the worst thing that ever happens. And then before we go here, John Smoltz, uh, we're, we are seeing two pitchers perform in a manner that is all time. Um, yep. And DeGrom being one, Jacob DeGrom being one with the Mets and how he is performing and how he throws and what gas he brings as well as his ability to hit too. And uh, uh, then there's Otani, who is a unicorn. What, what, are, what are your thoughts on these two guys and, and what we can expect of them, not just this year, but, but long term? What do you think? Yeah, I make no bones about it. I did Jacob DeGrom, DeGrom's uh, debut for MLB Network when he when he came up and faced the Yankees. And yep. I've been known to make some kind of outrageous statements that don't, by the way, turn into too, too many outrageous statements. They end up being kind of in line with how I think, in my opinion. But I said he'd be the best pitcher the Mets have ever seen um, when he made his debut. That's how much I fell in love with a guy that I thought could mature into one of the best, and he is, the most dominant pitcher that we've seen in maybe ever. And so that being said, if he stays healthy, of course the Mets are always in the conversation of, oh, you don't want to play the Mets if they get to the postseason and stay healthy. Having said that, I'm going to give you another outrageous statement about Otani. Otani is a special player that, you know, I think everyone's rooting for, but the reality of how long, how much longer can this not take away from each great talent that he has? I will say this about Otani. 
And again, when I saw him, um, you know, come into the league, I didn't think he could stay healthy in the beginning because the task he was trying to pull off was monumental. And he needed time on both sides, both from a pitching side and from a hitting side. You combine the both, and he's had this super kind of freakish um, athlete that I hope we continue to see. But he, if all he did was pitch, he would be on the trails of a Jacob DeGrom. He's that good. He has that kind of stuff that he has wipeout dominant number one A stuff that that's the Angels need that so bad. So hypothetically, if they got to the postseason and you had to pick and choose what's the greatest asset for that club, based on their pitching needs, the greatest asset for me is his pitching ability. He had no hitter, he had no hitter stuff yesterday. But the ability to kind of hit and take away some energy from doing both at a high level, you could tell he was tired. You could tell he would be drained. And, yes, offensively he didn't do as well that game. But that's my point. Like, you have this unbelievable talent, but his arm, for me, is so unique that I don't know he'll, he'll be given the opportunity to reach that level because of the dual job that, that you know, he enjoys doing, and they're showcasing. Do you see his reaction to getting checked? He seemed to, like, enjoy it. <laughs> You know, it was just like, okay, yeah. Him and DeGrom, too. They were like, okay, sure. <laughs> you yeah, know? And, I, I mean, and I think that's the most of, of what everybody knows is coming. So, you know, I look, I'll be shocked if things come down and change uh, and people go back to it, but you never know anymore. Um, I was shocked we still have PED failures, but right. I, I, I like the direction of, of how everyone's handling it. We had an isolated situation that you talked about. I don't think we'll see many more of those. And, um, you know, we're headed towards the all-star game to showcase some incredible talent, but man, Shohei home run derby, yeah. you know, right. the fact that, that you know how I feel. I think pitchers are the best athletes in the world anyways, Rich. <laughs> yes, so I do. We're just finally coming around to people getting a chance to see it. And then before I let you go, while we're on the subject of the good stuff here, how pleasant uh, and in- enjoyable and intense has the NL West turned into here? How fun is this, Yeah, it sure John? has. Look, I, if, I'm, if I'm in that Giants locker room, I'm having the time of my life having everybody in the world like myself uh, talk about the Padres and the Dodgers. Right. And we're just kind of skidding along here under the radar They've been fantastic. I really thought the West, before the year started, had a chance to get two wildcard teams. Didn't know what that would be based on the bottom half of the West. Mm-hmm. Typically is not and, and wasn't going to be. You know, Let's just face it, Arizona's having a rough year and Colorado's in transition. So it's going to be a fun, we keep calling it a two-headed race, but man, great job in San Francisco for not just caving to what everybody thought about your ball club being old and not having a chance. And by the way, you just got the best record in the National League. So kudos to the Giants and Gabe Kapler. And I love, I just love the gamers that the Padres are too. And full disclosure, I'm having Jake Cronenworth on tomorrow, uh, not only because he's a hot hitter, but you, <laughs> I, you know why I'm having him on yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Wolverine, <laughs> I hear you. I, hear you. <laughs> I knew you'd get a kick out of that. John, congrats again on the Emmy Award. It is so deserved. You make me smarter every time I, I listen to you and Buck and then obviously you with MLB and calling into the show. That's a fact. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate it. Thanks, man. You got it. Right back at you. That's John Smoltz, Baseball Hall of Famer, Emmy-winning broadcaster, and also Michigan Stater. Right there. He's a big Michigan State guy. How about that? Much ado about nothing. He thinks in two weeks this thing's going to die down. Uh, you know, I, don't know uh, about, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. 
Uh, more and more managers might use it the way that we saw Girardi employ it the right. other day. Right. Check Gamesmanship, you know. kind of getting their head getting a little head, bit, yeah. slow Fifth down the inning, momentum. Seventh inning, seventh inning. Right. Checking. Let's check, hey, check let's that out. Middle check. of the seventh inning. Yeah. Two on. When are we going to see a guy's got a no-hitter into the fifth? Hey, let's oh, check him in the yeah, fifth and man. sixth. Oh. And then gives up a hit the next. Yeah, Why'd you even oh, put that out the, there, Brockman? Because, because it's, it's going to happen. happen. Man, I even think about that. I even think about that. He's not wrong. It's going to happen. Who's DA? Yeah. Man. And you know how we'll all handle that. Yeah. I saw somebody say on YouTube, uh, on our YouTube um, comments, mm-hmm. which, you know, I tell you not to. And you're in your reading. Well, I, no, 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 no. I, I tell you not to read them because you you take them personally. Response. I, I read them and, and I'll just like, okay. Yeah. Uh, boy, Rich is really get, gets really heated about this sort of thing. And then another person pointing out that I'm uh, a hypocrite because I was like, baseball's got to do something about it. And now I'm screaming about what baseball's done about it. And both things can actually both are true. Be squared. Yeah, totally. Like baseball's got to do something about it, and, and I don't like I don't like right. how they're going about it. They should have gotten in a room and say, "You guys are going to- cold turkey. What what do you what do you think we need here? What do we need? Hey pitchers, hey haters, what do we need? What can we do? And like literally, like a suggestion box. Come clean. Like your clubby. <laughs> no, honestly, your clubby did this with what? Like spider tack and this and the other thing, or yeah, that's that's illegal. We're not going to come after you because we're not going to come. I mean, they already did that with Houston. Come clean, and we won't come after you. You know, I know, I I know AJ Hinch and Alex Corby. What do you mean we didn't? They didn't come after us, and uh, and Beltron, but the players. I mean, nobody got suspended. Nobody come clean, suspended. come clean. Like literally, what's what's the best concoction that your clubby came up with, and we'll see if it's Ill- if it's illegal or not. Or what is it? Is it rosin and sunscreen? Literally, it's simple stuff like that. You've been using sunscreen. You've been using rosin. Now let's put it together. And it's is that tacky enough? And then call up, you know, what is it? Rawlings? Call him up and say, Rawlings. make it like the Japanese baseball. Coming out of the box tacky. How about that? I don't know why that's so hard. I don't know. I don't know. There's got to be some politics involved. There's got to be some sort yes. of level of mistrust yes. involved that I don't know. So that's the sweet spot. As opposed to going cold turkey, now here we go, we're checking everybody. And we're going to let managers tell us that we should check somebody and we're going to do it in the middle of an inning. Right? Sixth inning, no hits. Hey, let's check him. Yeah, he just went to his hat. I've never seen him go to his head like that. Never seen him do that before. Let's just check Never seen him go to his head like that. Eighth inning. Hey, let's just check it real quick before the night. Let's take a break. We'll be back, wrap up this show, tell you who's on our Friday show to wrap up the week, take some phone calls, and then, yes, Woj is talking about Ben Simmons' future in Philadelphia. So we'll hit that as we head out the door on this Thursday. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The first quarterback of my Michigan fandom, the coach of my team, the man who gave me the honor of representing the team as an honorary captain, and a man who would tell me to attack each day with an enthusiasm unknown to the uh, to man, common man. Yes, sir. Who's got it better than me? Nobody. Jim Harbaugh's on the Rich Eisen Show, aren't you? You there, Jim? I'm here, Rich. Oh, Happy birthday, fantastic. Monday. <laughs> 50th. Big 5 Wow, awesome. Big 5 to be. I was supposed to be at your surprise party yeah, last Saturday night. I heard that story, but uh, you, you got uh, caught up with uh, being a family man, which is... Yeah, yeah. I got... Uh, my daughter's graduation party was that Saturday night. Her graduation was Thursday. It's all good. The party was Saturday, so... I wasn't able to to make it up. You was were there. It fun. You it was were, a great time. Were it, you surprised? I was. Well, you know what? Uh, it was. It was a wonderful. But my 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 friends from back home, from New York City, were there. I had buddies of mine wow. from out here, and all, you know, uh, Mooch showed up, and Michael Irvin, Kurt Warner showed up. Um, you know, my buddy Marshall Falk, he, he couldn't make it cause his family surprised him. I would have been great to have the old, the, the old Colts See, backfield were, right there with like you, you and him. Disappointed. You weren't disappointed that Not I all. was. Not at all. Not, well, I mean, look, uh, I would have loved to have had you cause you're, you're, you're my coach. You're, you're my, you're my guy. You're my guy. Are, are you going to have more honorary captains? Are you still doing that? This yeah, fall? we're still doing that. Okay. We're still doing it. We got, uh. What do you got? I think we're we're gonna have a we're gonna have a good slate this year. We're gonna, it's gonna any, be good. Anything uh, you could anything you could spill? Any beans you could spill? Make yeah. some announcements. Yeah. What do you got? You got anything? Yeah. Yeah. We got. Um, we're gonna honor the '69 team. Okay. So that means Deardorff comes back. Deardorff. Uh, oh, he's be already back. there. He'll be in the radio booth. So okay. Yeah. Ty Law. Ty Law is going into the <sighs> Hall of Fame. Oh yes. Um. It just hey, look. If you need me to let them know how high the bar is set. In terms of speechifying, I'm more than I'm. You, you just give them my number. I'll tell them that the, how high the bar is set, Jim. You know, I. I mean, that's. I, I will tell them that. I will let them know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let them know. That's what we do. That's how we do it. You know, <laughs> listen. You're gonna be honorary caps. You got to talk to the team. Yes. You got to watch this. You gotta watch this clip from Rich Eisen. That's I mean, it. this is this is how it's done. This is how you do it. Hey, Jim, thanks for calling in. Really means a lot. You are uh, you're you're one of my all time favorites for many many reasons. So thanks for taking the time here in June. Well, enjoy your enjoy your uh, 
You're continuing to 50th? It okay. doesn't sound like it's just one day. It sounds like it's, it's a uh, <laughs> Eisenpalooza. <laughs> yes. It goes on for weeks. It is. It you is. got Monday, then you got the week off. So enjoy, buddy. You deserve Thanks. it. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. You take care. Eisenpalooza. I forgot that phrase. <laughs> Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's uh, take this caller. I've been hanging on for a while. Gabe in El Paso, Texas. What's up, Gabe? Hey, Rich. What's going on, sir? You tell me. What's going on in your mind? Thanks for hey, having uh, me. What's going on, Brockman, Del Tufo? Hey, Gabe. Gabe what's happening, man? Yeah. Hey, you well, living, man? for the past few times that I've called in, it's been on my birthday slash year anniversary of your show. Okay. So I figured I'd return the favor and call you on your birthday and wish you a very happy birthday, sir. Thanks, man. I appreciate that, Gabe. How's everything yes, been going yes. for you? Everything good? In your life? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Everything good. Still at home working. Okay. You know, I'm it's, knocking it's on. Been good. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I'm just. Oh, also, I heard you guys talking about the uh, the Padre Dodgers game. Yes, sir. Earlier, I caught the end of that. Oh my gosh. It was intense, was man, and I'm I'm enjoying the competition between these two teams immensely. And mm-hmm. when you when you watch it, you get caught up in the fact that you forget that there's, you know, as soon as the game was over, I was watching locally here in Los Angeles. Joe Davis and uh, Oral Hershiser mm-hmm. are a terrific listen on the oh, uh-huh. on the local uh, Dodgers um, broadcast here, and mm-hmm. um, they were saying the Dodgers fall four behind the Giants. I'm like, oh, that's right. Wow. You know, yeah. <laughs> right there. But the Padres are right yeah. on the Giants' heels. It's 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 a fun division, a fun division. And you know what? It's 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 pretty cool that the Padres are starting to come up because I've been following them for the last like five years because, of course, they're AAA affiliates here in El Paso, so I get to see mm-hmm. most of those players. Oh, yeah, so it's been pretty exciting. It's been great. Thanks for the call, Gabe. Thanks for the well yes, birthday yes. wishes. Appreciate that call back. That's Gabe in El Paso. So see, nice, see you, brother. So very nice. So Woj says that uh, uh, conversations at the Combine that starts this week in Chicago, the NBA Combine is this week, that uh, discussions about Ben Simmons' future with the Sixers started in Chicago this week. Clutch CEO and agent Rich Paul in the franchise's front office. No trade request was made, but talks will continue. All right, so how soon does he become a Laker? What's the what's the what's uh, the, the over under line? I'm gonna on that? put it at July, how fair is that? Like to July 31st. I, I'm gonna say no. When's, I don't think there's a match. What, who, would they, who, would they, who in the who in the world would they take from the Lakers? LeBron, that's it. He's not available. Yes. Yeah, so. All right. So August second, it says free agency. I know he's not a free agent, but you know, got to figure moves can be made around then. But who would who in the world would Daryl Morey say that like Kuzma and I don't think so. No. Well, is weed legal in Pennsylvania or Caruso? <laughs> I can't believe people get arrested for marijuana these days anyway. Oh, in Texas, guys. I mean, they got different laws down there. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I, I don't know who a they match would, with the I know I know I we're having fun. And, so you can have an AK, but you can't have a blunt. No, okay, so. got it. Makes so, sense. Yeah, I don't know who they would take back from the Lakers. I don't, just, know what I don't think pick, it's a match. Who would pick? situation is. No, and, no, I don't think and, so. and the Lakers... Uh, Actually, Adam and I were talking about it in the break. The Lakers need shooters around LeBron, not a guy that is afraid to shoot. So Ben Simmons, yeah. I don't even see him being a fit there. Right, it's just Le- not. It's he, not. LeBron's the primary ball handler anyway, so I know it's just fun to speculate. You know where Ben should go? Let him go to Portland. Pressure's off. Go to yeah. Portland. I mean, if we can get their point guard, sure. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> I don't think that's happening either. 
I don't know who, where the match is. Where's I don't the know. Match? I'm just going to throw this out here for a but he, but trade. But I think it does confirm that he hasn't requested a trade. That's that's all well and good. But the Philadelphia fan base, I think, has requested it. <laughs> yeah. And right, that's I and that, uh, honestly, I, I do not – I called, again, just to clarify – Ben Simmons earlier this week called him a broken player. I do not believe he is a broken NBA player. I think he's a broken Philadelphia player. With those fans, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, and you know, fans will forgive him if he, you know, does come back and shoot the lights out and start having a championship quality. But the minute that he doesn't take a shot, I mean, it's it's that's why I think it is shot that no matter if he's got a great regular season, if it happens in the playoffs, it. It will always be there yeah. in Philadelphia. You're not just going to develop a shot at 25 uh, years old. I like. don't know. I mean, guys have done it. Who? If you work at it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have an example for you. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, kinda, I, it's a glass half full kind of day. I've had uh, childhood heroes. Like if you told me Marv Albert and, and Reggie Jackson will call in on your birthday one day. I mean, I can't even imagine that feeling, man. It's a kid growing up in New York City. By the way, it, uh, Chris Paul, is he playing? Tonight? He is available. There we go. Ooh. Available, says the Phoenix Suns. Oh, And perfect timing in the home of the Clippers. How about Kawhi? Is he uh, not still not available? Kawhi's still out. Why Sheesh. are they holding? I mean, what, just day by day, huh? I would reckon that we don't see Kawhi until Til 2021, 20, later on this year. 2022. Maybe so, right? That'd be my guess. Well, that's just terrible. Yeah. Wow. We don't, know what, we don't know what's going on with him. Yeah. It was just that one Shams report, and that's kind of it. It's, it was it, it. It's par for the course with Kawhi. You never yeah, know what's going on with right. Kawhi. You, you never know. know. But hey, Chris, here's the most important thing. What's the most? Important? How's your day been, Rich? Yeah, <laughs> Rich. Okay. It's been great. We still have some cake. It's been great. Yeah, um, I and, and I I appreciate that. Oh yeah, famous birthdays. Messi, Mindy Kaling. Okay, oh. Mick Fleetwood. Fleetwood. Yeah. Oh, and um, and uh, Ian Glenn. I'm the middle key of the list. Rich, yes. ba- bad news, by the way. Well, the, the IMDB rating? You have way Whoa, dropped. Yeah, you are not even on the first two pages anymore. Of, of famous birthdays yeah, on you, June 24th? You used to be like in the 60s, and then you Where were in the I 80s. Now? Where am I? You are now one. Hold on a second. Uh, I just had it. Oh, boy. Yeah, not good. Hold you on. share a birthday with Sir Jorah Mormont, Rich. Yeah, you're way in the 100s. I mean, I'm 6,000 and something on mine, so don't feel bad. Mike, well, about, I feel like it. I've got an embarrassment of riches here. I want to thank Eliza Schlesinger and John Smoltz. Uh, I want to thank Michael Irvin. Um, I also want to uh, thank Reggie Jackson and Marv Albert for calling and wish a happy birthday. And then our, our guy, Ben Nygaard, for making it special, getting those guys. Uh, 124th on the... Well, who's 123rd and well, who's 125th? Yeah. Uh, 123 is Ursula Meyer and oh, no. 125 is Bradley Gallo. Okay, let me just say this to my friends at imdb.com. Who the hell are you? <laughs> and who the hell are those two people? <laughs> Happy birthday to me. Yes, sir. Happy birthday, Happy buddy. Happy birthday, Rich. Hey. There he is. Hey. There he is. Oh. That kid. Tom Brady? If you told that kid. Yeah, it does really look like Tom Brady. If you told that kid that Reggie and Marv will be calling in on a show one day to wish happy birthday. Mm-hmm. That would have been something. See you Friday. <laughs>